Learning Objective 6-6. Discuss a variety of issues dealing with the development of recommendations and management of the portfolio, including the importance of accurate assumptions when making portfolio recommendations, the measurement of the degree of diversification, the role of tax efficiency, liquidity, and investment companies, the value of dollar-cost averaging plans, and the impact of taking out a loan against a 401k or 403b plan. When developing estimates of future stock market returns based on historical data, more history does not necessarily lead to better assumptions, particularly if the expected returns change over time. There is a good argument for basing forecasted returns on current economic data, such as interest rates and earnings price ratios, rather than on just historical rates of return. The degree of diversification of a portfolio is extremely important. Unfortunately, there's no surefire method to measure the degree of diversification. Time-based methodologies are problematic when the weights of the holdings change over time. An instantaneous measure of diversification, such as the War Heidi Person Index, eliminates the problem of the composition of the portfolio changing over time. A planner always needs to be concerned with tax efficiency in retirement portfolios. The traditional investment strategy is to hold fixed-income investments in tax-deferred accounts and equity investments in non-qualified accounts. Income that is eventually taken from a tax-deferred account will be taxed as ordinary income. So, if the accounts have bonds, the interest will always have been taxed as ordinary income. If stock is held in a tax-deferred account, then what would have been taxed at the lower dividend and capital gains tax rates will now be taxed as ordinary income. The one problem with perfect tax efficiency is that the resulting asset allocation may not match an investor's desired asset allocation based on risk tolerance. More likely, there needs to be some sort of compromise between tax efficiency and the optimal asset allocation based on risk tolerance. There is little or no need for liquidity during the accumulation phase of a retirement portfolio. Such liquidity has lower expected rates of return and creates tax problems if it is accessed. The ideal goal is to end up with a portfolio that itself is a mutual fund but without the associated fees. It is easier to get to this point if the investor starts out by buying individual securities rather than investment companies. By starting with investment companies that perform well, the investor will later have to pay capital gains taxes and commissions to move his or her portfolio into individual holdings. Some people like the idea of retirement-oriented mutual funds, which specify a retirement date and adjust the portfolio over time to become less risky. There are two problems with using these funds. First, there are two levels of fees because they use the fund-of-funds model. And second, it's not necessarily the case that the client's risk tolerance will match the asset allocation of this fund. Dollar cost averaging is the investment of a fixed amount of money at specified time intervals. For example, an investor might commit to buy $1,000 worth of a stock or mutual fund on the first day of each month for one year. The effect will be to buy more shares when prices are low and to buy fewer when prices are high. Dividend reinvestment plans and direct purchase plans are natural forms of dollar cost averaging. 
There are times when it may not be a bad idea to take a loan out against a retirement plan. It depends on the interest rate, the alternative sources of cash, and the nature of securities being sold. Generally, this is not a good strategy for younger clients with long time horizons. However, for older clients who are nearing retirement and would like to alter the composition of their retirement portfolio and withdraw some of the cash tax-free, taking out a loan against a qualified plan could be a useful strategy. Finally, there is no need to focus on assets in a retirement portfolio that specifically provide inflation protection. All assets typically provide this over long time periods. Learning Objective 6-6. Discuss a variety of issues dealing with the development of recommendations and management of the portfolio, including the importance of accurate assumptions when making portfolio recommendations, the measurement of the degree of diversification, the role of tax efficiency, liquidity, and investment companies, the value of dollar-cost averaging plans, and the impact of taking out a loan against a 401k or 403b plan. When developing estimates of future stock market returns based on historical data, more history does not necessarily lead to better assumptions, particularly if the expected returns change over time. There is a good argument for basing forecasted returns on current economic data such as interest rates and earnings price ratios rather than on just historical rates of return. The degree of diversification of a portfolio is extremely important. Unfortunately, there's no surefire method to measure the degree of diversification. Time-based methodologies are problematic when the weights of the holdings change over time. An instantaneous measure of diversification, such as the War Heidi Person Index, eliminates the problem of the composition of the portfolio changing over time. A planner always needs to be concerned with tax efficiency in retirement portfolios. The traditional investment strategy is to hold fixed-income investments in tax-deferred accounts and equity investments in non-qualified accounts. Income that is eventually taken from a tax-deferred account will be taxed as ordinary income. So, if the accounts have bonds, the interest will always have been taxed as ordinary income. If stock is held in a tax-deferred account, then what would have been taxed at the lower dividend and capital gains tax rates will now be taxed as ordinary income. The one problem with perfect tax efficiency is that the resulting asset allocation may not match an investor's desired asset allocation based on risk tolerance. More likely, there needs to be some sort of compromise between tax efficiency and the optimal asset allocation based on risk tolerance. There is little or no need for liquidity during the accumulation phase of a retirement portfolio. Such liquidity has lower expected rates of return and creates tax problems if it is accessed. The ideal goal is to end up with a portfolio that itself is a mutual fund but without the associated fees. It is easier to get to this point if the investor starts out by buying individual securities rather than investment companies. By starting with investment companies that perform well, the investor will later have to pay capital gains taxes and commissions to move his or her portfolio into individual holdings. Some people like the idea of retirement-oriented mutual funds, which specify a retirement date and adjust the portfolio over time to become less risky. There are two problems with using these funds. First, there are two levels of fees because they use the fund-of-funds model. And second, it's not necessarily the case that the client's risk tolerance will match the asset allocation of this fund. 
Dollar cost averaging is the investment of a fixed amount of money at specified time intervals. For example, an investor might commit to buy $1,000 worth of a stock or mutual fund on the first day of each month for one year. The effect will be to buy more shares when prices are low and to buy fewer when prices are high. Dividend reinvestment plans and direct purchase plans are natural forms of dollar cost averaging. There are times when it may not be a bad idea to take a loan out against a retirement plan. It depends on the interest rate, the alternative sources of cash, and the nature of securities being sold. Generally, this is not a good strategy for younger clients with long time horizons. However, for older clients who are nearing retirement and would like to alter the composition of their retirement portfolio and withdraw some of the cash tax-free, taking out a loan against a qualified plan could be a useful strategy. Finally, there is no need to focus on assets in a retirement portfolio that specifically provide inflation protection. All assets typically provide this over long time periods.